Hi, this is Alexander, and I'm here with Camille. And Camille, he joined Business Matter Insiders in January 2018. He runs a digital marketing agency, and he's focused on selling Google ads. So he's been in business for about a year and five months now, and he's doing around 5.8K in revenue monthly with an 80% profit margin. Welcome, Camille. What are some other good news from your business this year? Uh, the biggest really news for me is the stability. I uh, like my income and everything is very stable. It's not as rough at the, as the, at the beginning when I was learning processes, other things uh, fr from the BMI. Right now it's stable, it's, it's sustainable, which is super, uh, super important for me because, you know, one month being at 5K and the second month being at zero is not something I was looking for. So I'm mm -hmm. super happy uh, with, with this part and also the processes. Everything starts going smoothly, which is super, super nice for me. Also, on a personal note, uh, I don't know if you want to share, but you're uh, you're 34 right now, and uh, what's happening? <laughs> uh, next month, I'm getting married, so uh, a, a huge step. We'll see how it goes further on. It was very funny to be able to, you know, run the business, uh, go to make all the preparations for the wedding, and being sure that everything is working, people are doing their, their work, and... I had the time to be there and not be like an employee who has to take the free time of the, of, from the job and go somewhere to do the things, but everything was working. All the processes were working. People were doing all the stuff and I could go and focus on the very important thing for me right now. What you told me before, which was very interesting, is that last week you were working two hours a day while preparing for the wedding and essentially your business was running fine. Yeah, and it also that. was on a very bad internet connection. Like it was so unstable. I was uh, I was postponing most of the calls for uh, for this week because most of people were saying like we don't hear you. So even with such a crappy connection, I was able to to have everything managed. Everything was working, and I had time to to focus on other things. Right now, you're running a marketing agency, obviously. So. How long has it been going well now? How mm -hmm. long did it take you since you started to, for it to run well? Everything really took off in the March. So at the end of the third month when I was in BMI, later on through the year, it was, you know, ups and downs, stresses, uh, problems with processes with people. But finally, in the fourth quarter of 2018, everything started working properly for me. Everything stabilized, the income and everything. So right now, uh, we are delivering great results for clients. And I'm super happy that after all those, you know, crazy, crazy months, uh, like now, I know what will be my income next uh, next month. I know that I have clients who are staying with me nearly a year and everyone is happy. And another thing that's interesting that you've told me is uh, this is not your first business. Uh, this is your second business. Can you tell me about your first business? Previously, I was running for six years. Uh, we can call it another agency, but it was a different type of an agency. Uh, we were importing uh, electronics from China and selling them to businesses uh, with their logo, other things. So it was a much different type of business. Uh, it was with an office. Uh, employees who are on a paycheck or sitting at computers. You had loans, you had machines for printing, everything. And I had a business partner which didn't really work out for me uh, the best way. After six months, uh, six years, I saw there is no future for me in this business. Mm. So 
I left that company. It was a little bit uh, sad, you know, when you're investing six years into something. And later on, uh, through my friend, I got introduced to BMI. And this is how I switched <laughs> to, to this business. And yeah, it, it works much better for me. So what are some differences? So before it was basically an import business, like what is the difference between running that and running a service marketing agency? What are some differences? One of the biggest differences uh, are the costs. So uh, here I can manage really all the costs that are uh, involved in running the agency. I can spend more, I can spend less, I can decide how much I will be spending on the business. Uh, With the previous business, you didn't have the so much control over it because you had so much overhead like office loans for the machines machines are breaking think about uh, because we are using printers lasers other things think about your printer it costs 200 dollars and it breaks so you just buy another one when you're talking about industrial printers it costs ten thousand twenty thousand dollars and something breaks and you have to pop out $2,000 just to fix it. And Mm. in most cases, no one is really uh, going to help you. They will just set up the machine for you and let you on all the problems with the quality of the printing, like electrostatic, other things, your problem. So I was spending months trying to improve the quality of our work while you had a huge competition on prices, other things. And what was the worst? We are the two guys not knowing really what we were doing and trying mm. and hoping for the best. And the money that we were at the stake was different. Like think about having an order for uh, 500,000 euros and having to sign a contract with a very high risk. This is where I learned to panic a lot. From that business, I was panicking so much because so much money was on stake. Uh, with the current business, the agency running AdWords, the stakes are lower. The revenue is much higher. I don't have to compete on prices. That was really what I was hiding uh, with the previous mm. company. Think about that someone is cheaper than you by 10 cents, 10 cents, and you lose the client. Stupid. Mm. That was the market, really. And I hated it. Well, the biggest problem was also that we didn't know what we were doing. Not only, you know, from the, I, would, I don't want to say about the contracts, other things, but also uh, how to import stuff, uh, all mm. the regulations. And the government was, was working in a way that you, you do something. And later on, they say, oh, you should know about it. So this is a fine. And the fine is like 15,000 euros pay. And you have to pop out Ouch. 15K. So yeah, that, that was a much different business. Uh, I have a lot of experience from it, but I wouldn't like to go into such agency once again, because you're not really competing with some mm. other people like you. You're also competing with a brands that have like a half of the Europe. And they can really cut on costs on a new market when they are entering and you're too small to fight back. So at the end of the day, you are fighting for for scraps, really. That was the biggest problem for me. I wasn't growing. I was trying to sustain myself at a very low level. I can imagine there were some profit margin issues as well since it was, you know, import business and a lot of expenses. What were the profit margins like in good months? It could be around 15%, but I saw orders where we are doing an order for 1000 euros and we had from it like 30 euros, 30 euros of profit. 
on something when you have to import it from the half of the world, uh, print other things, take the risk. Like it could get solved really for you. And for 30 euros, like it's stupid. When you joined, we basically recommended that that the agency is going to work better for you. And then after three months, you proved us right <laughs> in that situation. So what what happened there? Like how come we're able to build profitable business? after three months of running the agency? Like, what are some things that you did? Because my biggest problem was that I was overthinking and, and trying multiple things. I'm the type that loves to, to read, to learn, and have problems with the implementation. Mm. And you were smashing into me, Camille, just do it, just do it, just do it. And after three months of me trying to implement, it started working for me. Like, it was funny that, because you know, normally in the world, you try something and after a few tries, you're discouraged, you think, ah, it doesn't work. But in mm. BMI, I, I was trying to do it, it didn't work for me, but I saw so many people around me having results. So it was very difficult for me to get discouraged. And after three mm. months, I got my first sale. And after getting the sale, I invited my fiance to a restaurant and we were sitting in the restaurant sip, sipping uh, wine. And I was like, I was really like sitting and I was thinking like, it works. It really works. And I was like sitting there for two hours drinking this, this wine and thinking like, it works. Because one thing is to see, to try, but to experience closing high ticket with very high margin. It was like, wow, it really works. What are some lessons that you've learned since then? So you've, you've been running this business now for a year and five months. What are some lessons that you've learned that are valuable to people watching this video? Control on, on everything. What I'm saying by control is, let's say that you ask someone, um, could you buy me groceries? If you say something like this to your employee or to your client, you can expect Anything. What I'm trying to say, let's say, for example, you want your client to approve copy design or something. When you say, please approve it, they can destroy uh, your revenue because they will be telling you how to write the copy, how to do other things. You have to precisely tell them what's the outcome you're asking them to do. So Alex, if I ask you to approve copy, I'm asking if it will be in correlation to your brand. I'm the copywriter. You are not allowed to touch anything uh, outside of it. What is the outcome of such a higher level of control? How quickly you can iterate on projects how well they are working for you and also you can balance how much you have to work on it because while clients have a lot of ideas you are the person who have experience or your copywriter when you allow them to to push you and to to implement their suggestions in many cases you'll be just wait stay sitting there for 10 hours a day and trying to do it the same story with outsourcers if you tell them please do your magic and you don't tell them what's the outcomes, you once again will be surprised. They'll spend too much time, they'll charge you for this time, and you don't know what you'll get. Like, it's like the same, like, please uh, pack this package for me. If you don't say how it should look like at the end, you don't know what to, to expect. What has allowed you to create a business where you can kind of disappear for a week or barely be available with bad internet and things still work? Like, how come they're still able to run the business, your guys? First of the most important thing is that we have the processes, what has to be done uh, every day, every week, and people do follow. So if you have a new person, you have to introduce them into the systems. And after a few weeks, they are really able to do them. So I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't say that I can just disappear for a month. But right now, I can disappear for a week and be available only one hour per day. And it works.
And it's something I was struggling to have in my previous component because believe me, it was a hell. It was a hell where you also had to be available on Sunday and Saturday with the printing machine, something getting broken. Mm. It was a nightmare. What's the difference for you? What has been the difference for you between running a business solo or with a business partner versus being part of like a larger community where you, you have people around you that are doing the same thing and are, you know, you can learn from because you're making more money, you know, they're more, they're running a bigger business. What's the difference between doing it solo versus in a community like that? First of all, it's very difficult, especially for me to get discouraged because even if you, if you are low, nothing is working for you. You have so much proof around you that it's working. You can just reach out to people who will just say, hey, it's, it's simple, just do this. While when you're alone and you get all all the mails from tax collectors complaints from clients and you're alone you have so many thoughts in your in your head and you just want to throw everything away with the bmi with the group it's very hard to get discouraged you get all those proof around you you can really ask all the questions you'll get answers from people who tried it who know what will work for you and it's a little bit different even from the books because a book mm. isn't able to talk back to you. You, you can't really pre- ask more precise questions. And as you know, every book gets outdated after a few months. Maybe not all the books, but technical, really down to precise situations because Google is also changing all, all the time. There is no other way if you don't have access to people who are doing it on a daily basis and trying it, it will be difficult to, to be up to date with all the things. Mm. But with the group, it's hard to get discouraged. You get uh, answers to all your questions and you get motivated. Plus, I can meet with other guys and sit together, which is also quite motivating. Okay, and what are some lessons in your business that, uh, that you've learned other than this? What has allowed you to really stabilize the business where you're happy with how it's running every month, where people aren't leaving, where clients are staying? What are, what are some things you've learned in that respect? I tried, you know, Alex, to employ the best of the best uh, with AdWords. And at that time, I didn't really realize what BMI was saying about uh, employing based on motivation and if the people really want to work. And I saw that with some very advanced uh, people you want to employ, they don't really care about clients, businesses. They just want to do their work and, and rush to another work. So when I changed my approach to really okay fine still you have, they have to have uh, skills but when you're looking for the motivation and, and that your your employees are really focusing on clients businesses that was the moment when i saw that i have time to do other things and be reassured that the work is being done and they are putting extra effort to get results for the clients because i thought okay i just get the best guys and I don't care about their motivation. And it, 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 it bites me. It was a big difference. You have to employ based on motivation. Without the motivation, the best skills won't make a difference because they won't give you the best skills. They will give you what they think about. They'll give you one hour of their time. And who will get the best results, best ideas when they only invest one hour of their time? You always have to look for, for the motivated people. And how much of the work are you currently doing yourself in your business? I would say around two hours. That's the minimum amount of time I need to implement. I mean, to do in the work, but I'm doing much more because I'm trying to scale it to have other funnels of acquiring clients. I would like to 
also extend the services I'm providing. So uh, two is a minimum that I need to do, but I'm around eight hours per day. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of delivery, right? So in terms of delivery, how much of the work do you do yourself in terms of uh, actually delivering the service? At the beginning of the project, I'm working around three hours as a, as a guidance uh, for my VAs, but later on, it's none because yeah. they are doing. I'm just I'm just having a, a weekly call with them and brainstorming together. I also have dashboards with all the KPIs from the campaigns and everything, so I can you know hop uh, jump in if I see that there are some problems. Like for example, we, we had a great uh, campaigns for three months, and later on, it started declining. That's the moment I have to get into the project and not wait for the client to say, hey, Camille, everything <laughs> stopped working. So if I'm able to uh, react faster than the client, everything is fine. You're working a lot on your business instead of in your business right now because you, your guys are really good. And delivery, once the retainer clients, once the project starts working well, you don't have to constantly be there for every project. You have your guys take care of that. Sure. So you can focus on new business development. You can focus on new funnels and so on. Who should be interested in this type of business? Because it's obviously not for everyone. Uh, like you're, you're a smart guy. You've been in business before. You're also developer, I believe. What are some qualifications for this type of business? This is the moment when we have to be quite harsh. So if you are lazy, if you think that uh, it will be super easy for you, uh, that Alex will be very kind to you and he won't be pushing you really hard. Because Alex, like we are right now talking together very nicely, but any kind of conversation with a real client, like a corporate client or uh, people from China when you try to income, it's rough. It's really rough. If you don't like, uh, if you just think that everything will be nice, it will be funny, you won't be need to worry. Like Alex will give you uh, money directly to your bank account or something without you having to work. It's not for mm -hmm. you. But if you think that you can sit down, follow the process, don't panic or get through the panic attacks like me myself and just follow through, follow through like nothing else matters. It's for you. If you think like, ah, it's, it's better to relax and sit in, in my job, it's not for you. And what about for the business that you're running, right? So, so who should be running a type of business that you're running? Everyone who knows how to present business in the internet can think about processes. Isn't only thinking, oh, someone will tell me what to do. No, if you can think on, for yourself, you can create processes for people to follow. This is for you. If you like to be guided all the time, I'm not telling about guidance from, from Alex or from BMI, but guidance like, like you go to work every day and someone tells you what to do. If you are the person who can create the structure of the day for themselves, create, create processes for other people to do so you can delegate the work, this is for you. You have to have that mindset that you are the one who is controlling the situation. You are telling everyone, also, including clients, really, what to do, how it will work, what outcomes they can expect. This is for you. So you also improved some things in your life in terms of health. What did you improve to become more healthy? Because before you had some not very big issues, you know, but, but you had some issues, basically, right? You had some issues with some coffee and stuff like that. What, what are some things that you've improved? I removed coffee from uh, from my daily routine, and uh, as you, I also track my hair rate and other things. 
And after uh, three weeks, I saw that my heart rate dropped by three beats. That was quite surprising. And why we started talking about the coffee issues, uh, it was because of my panic attacks and all the things. And you mm. told me what to do to, to reduce them. So the, finally, we agreed on having more exercise, especially exercising mm. for 30 minutes with 130 beats uh, of heart removing caffeine, sleeping uh, mm. even more. Sounds stupid or very simple, but it, it was quite interesting to see the difference. And later on, I also improved uh, what I was sitting. It was funny how much you have to remember you have the body and the body can influence your decisions, how you behave. Without it, it would be much more difficult to you know, have a very clear mind and, and remember what you want to do and how you want to do it. And when I was uh, meeting you and other guys in Barcelona, we were sitting at the table, 30 guys, no one drinking alcohol. No mm. one. Uh, it was also like surprising. Maybe not surprising because I knew about it, but it was like, look, what you have to do to have a very well-working brain without any of those, you know, panicking emotions. That was also something I learned outside of the business. I mean, in BMI was also how to run your own body, everything to, to be more productive. Where productivity mm -hmm. for me means that I don't have to be influenced by, by all those emotions from my body. I know that for you, you are always like asking like, Camille, what emotions? We work differently. <laughs> you told me like, I have problems with caffeine and I started implementing what you said and yeah, it, it was a difference. Yeah, I remember your voice became calmer and you weren't, let's say, as jittery all of a sudden, really, after quitting caffeine and the rest. I, I, oh, you also quit alcohol, yeah? Yeah. Completely or? I would say one fourth of a glass of wine here and there. I don't really even the want only, to. Mm -hmm. The only person in Poland who doesn't drink is here, guys. This is him. This is incredible. All right. Well, that, that's good to hear. Uh, and congratulations on the upcoming marriage. Um, so thank you very much for sharing 